Hello, and thank you again for joining us here on Florida Foodie. I'm your host, Candace Campos. Urban farming is growing and growing fast in popularity. And a Central Florida couple has turned that trend into a business. They started in their garage, and over the summer, they expanded into a warehouse right smack in the middle of downtown Orlando. Now, Nearby Naturals is churning up mushrooms by the bushel. You can even find their fungus in some of your favorite restaurants here in Central Florida. On today's episode, we are joined by one of the co-owners of Nearby Naturals. Her name is Soraya Fernandez-Hazary. She talks with us about her and her fiance and how they got started growing mushrooms and how they're looking to expand sustainability. It's a fascinating conversation about growth where you least expect to find it. Hello and welcome back to Florida Foodie. I'm your host, Candace Campos, along with our producer extraordinaire, Thomas Mates. Hello. And you can find just about anything in Orlando, I feel like. But some people still might be surprised to find out that there is a mushroom farm in the middle of our boom metropolis. Yes, a farm with all mushrooms. How many different mushrooms are we talking about? Well, nearby natural grows fresh fungus for local restaurants and farmers markets. And we are joined today by one of those co-owners, Soraya Fernandez-Hazary. Correct. Soraya, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. So if you're just listening to our podcast right now, you can't see it, but we have this beautiful uh, centerpiece of mm-hmm. different colors, different shapes, different textures of mushrooms. I mean, they're, we're talking about the size of my face here. I've never <laughs> seen mushrooms like this before. So it kind of gives, gives us a little bit of a background. What is Nearby Naturals all about? So Nearby Naturals is an urban mushroom farm. We've only been around for maybe like a year and a half now. We started out of our garage. Um, and it's really about bringing good ingredients to Orlando. Um, I know Orlando, like in the eyes of a lot of people, is really just like Disney World and, you know, all the tourist traps and right. all that kind of thing. Um, but it really is like a booming food city. And it's 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 cool to be here just because all the... All, all of like the the innovations that have been made in other cities like don't really like exist here yet so it's fun to always like you know come in and be able to like be the the pioneer in that kind of thing in, in a city like this um, and there's definitely capable chefs here who, who know what they're doing and and it's it's nice to supply them with what they you know what they want so you guys are kind of alone in in this right now as far as being the the urban mushroom farm of Orlando is there any, is there anyone who's doing something like you guys, this um, you guys there are a couple people here and there that are doing some smaller operations but as as far as I know um, we're the largest for these um, gourmet exotics and so these gourmet products that you guys are making are all fungus so give mm-hmm. us an idea of what what things you guys grow because I mean they're gorgeous for as a centerpiece <laughs> let yeah. alone probably what you when you, you eat you. them mm-hmm. um, so we, we grow like a few different types of uh, mushrooms um, there's a huge huge variety in them um, we're always cycling through different ones we do have a few different mainstays um, but what, what I brought for you here today um, is just like a small sample of our variety we have like some golden oysters right here which are bright yellow mm-hmm. yeah they're, they have like this gorgeous yellow coloring and they they're almost kind of like little flowers that have like budded off one another um and then we have these uh blue oysters over here which look like little oysters they do <laughs> yeah i'm just trying to give people an idea 
Um, and then we have this combs tooth, which kind of looks like a crazy coral, like growing out of the sea. Um, we have these black pearl mushrooms that are like soft and fluffy on the bottom and have these nice big dark tops. Um, and then of course the lion's mane, which just looks like a fuzzy, cute little puff ball. Yeah. yeah. And they all taste very different. You were saying yeah. some are a little more bitter than others. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you pick through these, I mean, are you like when you think about growing them, are you thinking about the taste and kind of the look? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so we we started out. My my fiance is a chef. He's the other owner, um, and so the taste is really like the most important thing to us. Like how they can be used um, in in a culinary aspect. Um, so we really put a lot of thought into that. Um, the taste, the textures, um, and of course like the appearance. But that's kind of they all kind of look cool. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you said your husband uh, or fiance, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, is a chef, and so I, I guess that explains you know like sort of the natural interest. But like why mushrooms? of all the things you could be growing in an urban farm yeah um well that that's Orlando was just kind of like a mushroom wasteland before like the only things you could get were you know the button mushrooms and all those kind of like factory farm mushrooms so the really portabellas I'm just like thinking of what I see at a grocery store exactly and like if you could get like things like the oysters they were always flown in from states away and they always Mm -hmm. kind of looked a little you know subpar so we started with the lion's mane but we started it just for us like with some little grow kits that we found online and things like that and it kind of just like snowballed into into what it is from there yeah uh, sorry yeah no I was thinking okay so how do you grow this I mean you're talking about being in metro Orlando area yeah Mm -hmm. how do you how do you create all this so that's another reason we also went with the mushrooms um is because you can use some you can take back some of that urban space and turn it into like um you know farm like farm space so we found a warehouse um and uh what we've done is we've set up a few temperature controlled um you know temperature humidity controlled chambers within the warehouse um and then we use a we use a like a method called like master's mix so what that is is um either like soybean holes or some kind of other like you know agricultural byproduct holes mixed with like a 50 percent of um like sawdust or you know some other kind of thing we use Mm -hmm. oak dust and then that is placed into bags ours are biodegradable they're little like plastic bags um it's mixed together with a certain amount of water by weight and then um we sterilize it with heat and then we mix in like grain spawn which is uh grains that have been already taken over by the mycelium which is actually like what the main part of the mushroom is when you see a mushroom you're just really looking at its reproductive organ it'd be like looking at just the apple instead of the whole tree mm-hmm. um, and that takes that over and then you slowly leave that you leave the bag alone it colonizes the bag um, once that's ready we take that into the chamber we cut it and then you know just let let it do its thing so it's like a big science experiment in this yeah it really is and it's it's so crazy with all the different temperature variations and even like um you know the co2 exchange because mushrooms actually they breathe oxygen and they emit co2 just like we do which Mm -hmm. is like the opposite of plants so figuring all of that out has been fun and like some of them like a little colder some of them like a little more humid so it is kind of and these things grow to i mean these are huge mushrooms (laughs) so i mean how big on average you can your mushrooms yeah you even said these were on the smaller side yeah those those, are, those little clusters are on the smaller side. Little cluster is the size of my face, by the way. <laughs> we, um, we've gotten up to, like, you know, maybe, like, two and a half, three pound, like, you know, clusters of them off blocks. But it depends on the mushrooms. Some of them, you know, like to grow individually. Like the shiitake, you just peel the entire bag off and let them grow off the entire bag, and they grow individually. But some of them do grow, grow into these little fun 
bunches. Yeah. yeah. I had a, a friend in college who tried to grow mushrooms for reasons. Uh, and um, <laughs> he, he was he always complained that it's very like persnickety and like like mm-hmm. everything just has to be perfect. And, you know, like how much trial and error went into like setting up this warehouse and starting these grows. And so there was actually quite a bit of trial and error. Um, but thankfully we did like start in our garage like we moved into it like a tiny little like 1950s built house that's like half garage mm-hmm. so um we started with i think it was like a, a tent that was maybe like five by seven and then we got it right in there and then just kept seeing like you know all the different um like oh we need to adjust this with humidity and they they don't like it when it's like the wind like the the air exchange is blowing directly on them and so we were able to go from like a smaller model and expand into a larger one which you know helped with a lot of mistakes and especially like costs for mistakes mm-hmm. and things like that. That's, and, that's amazing. And you guys have been going for about 18 months. You said how long did it take yeah. you to go from garage to warehouse? Um, we just moved into the warehouse this past August. So Congrats. it took us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it, it's taken us. I think it took us about eight months. And then before then we were doing um, before we started anything, it took us maybe like eight months on and off of just like research and reading everything there was to read because, you know, we didn't know anything about it. We were just like, oh, this is cool. This is fun. Like, let's look into it. And just like YouTube University, basically. <laughs> yes. well, and I was thinking about it. Your your background is in hospitality mm-hmm. and your fiance is a chef. So yeah. you, have, you have the hospitality, the culinary um but i don't see anything in the fungus scientist um, no no we are not scientists (laughs) you had to learn everything pretty much online yeah exactly and we have um we've done some consultation consultations with some like bigger mushroom farms like up north and 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 in those areas where they're like booming in this kind of industry so we weren't like completely like alone but Mm -hmm. uh we did have some have to pay some friends. Yeah, <laughs> Candace and I uh, both spent some time in the Pacific Northwest in Oregon, mm-hmm. uh, and there it's you know there's a lot of like foragers who can just go into the yeah. woods and during certain seasons and go get their mushrooms and stuff like that. Is there anything like that around here, or is Florida just like not no good for that? Because I know the climate's <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> the climate is all over the place. Um, right now, actually, is probably great for mushrooms, but mm-hmm. Florida has some like some uh, like harvesting laws where you can't go out into like publicly owned lands and do that kind mm. of thing. You know, it's like a nature protection type thing, um, which is very reasonable. But uh, we do have some friends in North Florida that can grab some stuff like off private property. Like they do get chanterelles. And actually this lion's mane on the table right here was um, cloned from a specimen that was found in Gainesville. Um, so you do get you do get some stuff, but it's not an ideal climate down here. That's amazing. I mean, because mm-hmm. I was thinking about mushrooms and truffles and everything that kind of grows like underground, mm-hmm. thinking that you need a really, really humid and moist yeah, uh, environment to be mm-hmm. able to do such things. So, yeah. I mean, it makes sense though that you have all these areas that they we're trying to protect because our growth here, and especially Central Florida. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we don't kind of cap off where people are allowed to yeah. <laughs> get into, I mean, we'll just take over the entire. State. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's our our ecosystem is really fragile and should be protected, and that's uh, one of the one of the reasons that you know we we have taken to urban farming. So mm-hmm. so. Um, so intensely is just because you know there's the spaces that have already been taken away from the natural environment and you can kind of take that back and not do any further damage and still grow like food for people and and things like that so the big question is is how can people get their hands 
on these type of mushrooms? Um, so we actually do have grow kits online if you're inclined to, to do such a thing. Mm -hmm. um, super easy to set up. Um, we have a few different like dried mushroom products on our website as well, which is nearbynaturalsfl.com. And then um, you can also visit us at our farmer's markets. Right now we're at the Audubon Park Farmer's Market on Monday nights, runs from 5 to 9. And then we also do the Winter Park Farmer's Market on Saturday mornings from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then uh, the pharmacy stand at the Winter Garden Farmer's Market also on Saturday carries our mushrooms, as well as Orlando Meats has like usually a few little spot. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's if you want to figure out how to cook these things and do stuff on your own. But you also have kind of the uh, restaurant industry that you're all that you have also tapped into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, correct. We do um, a majority of our business is wholesale. So we do. Yeah, I know uh, originally uh, you and your fiance were supposed to be here today, but he had said he had a mushroom emergency at Epcot. <laughs> what kind of business are you guys doing with the, with the parks and everything? Um, so we have a few restaurants out there that are buying our mushrooms, which is great. Um, and there, there's a lot of chefs out there that are really looking, even though they're in corporate restaurants, they, a lot of the time they don't get the freedom to really... Um, to really buy those like local ingredients and look for that kind of stuff. Get but creative. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But they've, they've been given leeway to start looking at more local, to support, support more local farms. So that's what we're doing out there. And I know a lot of the parks are trying to go plant-based and have those plant-based options. Yeah. So, I mean, what are we talking about when it comes to uh, nutritional value? Like, you know, is there protein? Like, what is it that you can kind of have from mushrooms? Mm -hmm. So mushrooms do have some protein. Um, they have a lot of fiber to them. There's a lot of enzymes and nutrients that you can only find in mushrooms. Um, people actually take them. There's quite a few of the mushrooms that people take um, medicinally as well. Like the lion's mane is a really popular um, nootropic, which it, um, it's been shown in studies to um, prevent the degeneration of the myelin sheath that coats your neurons. It's how your neurons uh, send messages to each other. It's how they're protected, you know, and it kind of degenerates with age or with injury or mm -hmm. with what have you. Um, and that also prevents it from degenerating and rebuilds it as well. So there's mushrooms that do like all kinds of crazy things. Like there's um, like the cordyceps is good for like immune function. And there's hmm. it's it's pretty nuts, like all the different things that you can get from mushrooms. Very cool. And you guys work very closely with like the food scene. I'm sure it's, I know, again, it's only been about 18 months, but you, being that your, your fiance is a chef, like how, how much of like you guys seen it changing, you know, just like from like, you know, more of a focus on local growers and buying local. And, and you know, it's I'm sure that's been a real boon for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. It has. Um, and it's we, we've each been in the food industry in Orlando for probably about 10 years. Um, so and watching it go even from 10 years ago um it was it was a lot more corporate than it than it is mm -hmm. now there's a lot more like focus on the the family owned like the the local purveyors all that kind of thing and it's it's just been exploding from there and and now it's even reached you know places like disney which you thought were kind of like unreachable like solid right. solid corporation type type thing and it's it's all like really coming together really nicely in Orlando and especially because we do have the room and we do have the people who are really passionate about um, you know the local food scene yeah and it starts with your guys passion too because I mean this is certainly a, seems like it's been a passion project of yours for yeah for, absolutely for the couple years and what do you think you know with your passion what's the future of this business where, where would you like to see it in the next 10 years Oh man, we are really <laughs> okay, more well, like the by the seat five. of our by the seat of our pants <laughs> okay. kind of people. How about the next year? <laughs> um, eventually, though, we would like to expand it into other like future foods. You know, future sustainable um, foods that are able to be farmed within like the urban city limits. You know, things like like bugs and and you know 
other other items that people don't normally like might have a little bit of a nick factor but really mm-hmm. just makes sense like in in within the future of just society in general Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that's been a popular trend as like, you know, as far as like, you'll see like cricket powder mm-hmm. at le- or flour at like Whole Foods sometimes and things like that. Exactly. So exactly. that's the next YouTube search. You yeah. Just get the most interesting targeted ads. <laughs> Did you <laughs> get mean some weird this? ones? <laughs> yeah. um, and you talked about a, a little bit about it, the Grow It Yourself kits. So mm-hmm. what is, what is that? You know, I, I'm always into like learning more about how to do something yourself. So mm-hmm. what is this, these Grow It Yourself kits? So um, how I was talking to you about earlier, like our process with the bags and the master's mix so the kit is going to be one of those bags completely ready to go Um, and basically what you do is just cut a hole in it and we include a little mister bottle and you just mist it for two or three times a day maybe for like two to three weeks and you'll have like a few clusters of mushrooms going and yeah they're they're super easy I mean and I'm just thinking about I mean I have a two two and a half year old at home but I was you know Mm -hmm. we always talk about trying to teach her how to grow and I know Lisa Bell who's the other um, host of Florida Foodie she's really into you know your own gardens and stuff Mm -hmm. and I have I would think that I mean when you say misting it a couple times a day you know kind of keeping it out there yeah and it's super fun for kids because once they start growing like once they start getting the little pins you can literally just watch grow overnight and it's so wild Mm -hmm. um and then with the the what's left in your bag after Mm -hmm. it's uh already been spent you can just like break that up and throw it in your garden you might get some more mushrooms out of your bed and stuff too and the mycelium in it is like super good for the vegetables and everything growing in there well i've i've uh, i've grown mushrooms it's just from overwatering my lawn (laughs) i don't think those are the edible ones so but but it'd be cool to do something like that with the kids i think you can Mm -hmm. really start you know that the next generation of sustainability yeah with, with gardens and things mm-hmm. I know that's really become a big thing especially here in Orlando absolutely and it's super it's super important to get kids like hands-on and interested in that kind of stuff because you know they, they are going to be the ones you know to take that kind of thing over mm-hmm. so if people want to try your mushrooms in dishes and they're not they don't trust themselves to make the dishes what type of local restaurants are you so I know you talked about some park some of the parks but you have also mm-hmm. some local restaurants here yeah absolutely um, we have rest we have mushrooms at uh, the ravenous pig and at new standard um, Luma and Prado. We have some going to Kabuki, um, Kaizen Izakaya. There's there's a whole like list of, of restaurants that we sell mushrooms to. I think a lot of them have it on the menu, so it'll be you'll you'll know if you're eating them. There you go. That's <laughs> yeah. what I was gonna ask. Is like you have to ask. You know, can I get the uh, nearby naturals type mushrooms? Or it might help uh-huh. us out if you asked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we got We got to promote our, our local our local companies. Yes. And no, and then so website, where can we find you? Uh, We just love to, you know, find more out about you as well as the kits and the Mm -hmm. the powders you were saying too. Yeah, um, we do like some nice like drink blends and stuff that are just really easy. It's a really easy way to incorporate mushrooms into your diet. Just, you know, throw it into something hot water or some milk or something. Um, But the website is nearbynaturalsfl.com. Awesome. And you guys are also on uh, Instagram as well, correct? We are, yeah, at Nearby Naturals. At Nearby Naturals. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was, I mean, eye-opening. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that there was obviously so many. I mean, how many mushrooms do you, do, like, types do you grow? Um, I think right now we have about seven or eight different types wow. in our warehouse. Yeah. Wow. Well. That they, all, they all look amazing, but thank you so much for joining us and teaching yeah, us everything, you know, about, about fungus. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Florida Foodie. We'd also like to thank our guest, Soraya Fernandez-Hazuri from Nearby Naturals. You can find Nearby Naturals online at nearbynaturalsfl.com and on Instagram, just search at Nearby Naturals. Our host is Candace Campos. Please follow her online as well. 
You can find her on Twitter, just search at Candice News 6, and on Facebook, search Candice Campos News 6. We'd also like to thank our technical producers, Derek Mosier and Ryan Haley. I'm the show's producer, Thomas Mates. Please take the time to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, and you can find videos of all of our podcasts at clickorlando.com slash podcasts.